The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Masrowski. Negotiations have resumed to try to get another humanitarian pause in the war in the Gaza Strip. But yesterday, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said he only hears the international community calling for Israel to end hostilities. Even as, again, we hear many countries urging the end to uh, this conflict, which we would all like to see, I hear virtually no one saying, demanding of Hamas that it stop hiding behind civilians, that it lay down its arms, that it surrender. The hope is that another pause will allow more aid to enter Gaza and allow for the release of more hostages being held by Hamas. The Buffalo School Board last night unanimously approved a half-million-dollar proposal to add weapons detectors at high school stadiums. This follows several incidents at sporting events earlier in the fall. The district is entering into an agreement with the same company that provides weapons detectors at the Bills Stadium that allows fans to get into games quickly, safely. The equipment will be first installed at All High Stadium and Riverside Stadium. Buffalo Common Council member Mitch Nowakowski expressing interest in running for the 63rd New York State Senate seat if it becomes available. The seat currently occupied by State Senator Tim Kennedy, who intends to run for the congressional seat being vacated by Brian Higgins. Higgins plans to step down in February to become president of Shays. Nowakowski represents Buffalo's Fillmore District. He told Channel 7 he's withdrawing his name for Common Council president because of this opportunity. Okay, interesting political dominoes continuing to fall. It's 5.03 on WBEN. Another insurance dispute has left some out in the cold if they're hoping to use a certain urgent care facility. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. Well, now Urgent Care says it will no longer accept Excellus Blue Cross Blue Shield over what it calls unfair rates come the new year. Ryan Janica, Financial Guys Insurance, says carriers are trying to negotiate lower pricing while providers are dealing with the cost of goods, which are going up, and are asking carriers to put more of the bill. Two dynamics that work against each other, and uh, in some cases, the providers and the carrier resolve the issues, and they come to an agreement. In other cases, the provider just looks and says, listen, I just can't, I can't do the services for what you want to pay us, so we need to leave the network. Janik says it means come the new year, if you have urgent care needs, you will not be able to go to WellNow with Excellus. Excellus is huge in Rochester, Syracuse, and Utica. They are uh, a very, very large insurance company and handling a lot of enrollment in those areas. How much can an urgent care visit cost? Find out online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. The FDA, meanwhile, approving the first DNA test to predict opioid addiction. The FDA says it has approved the first DNA test for predicting opioid use disorder designed to be administered by doctors to patients before prescribing pain medications. The test called AVERT-D follows changes the FDA says its manufacturer made after an FDA advisory panel last year voted 11 to 2 against the test, worrying about its accuracy and the risks it could deepen stigma while leading to disparities in access to pain medications. All right, uh, interesting move there on the health front. It's 5.05 now on WBEN. You see them just about on every street, all hours of the day. Delivery trucks not slowing down this time of year. WBEN's Brayton Wilson 
takes a look at how those drivers keep it all running smoothly. The holiday season is always a busy time of year for delivery drivers, especially in today's age with many people making their purchases for friends and family through online services like Amazon. At their new Hamburg delivery station warehouse along Lakeshore Road, BMK Logistics, owned by Brad Kieser, is one of five different delivery service partners in the building that service all different areas within the Buffalo market. We're what they call delivery service partners. So Amazon basically assigns today 37 routes that we own the entire delivery process of that route. So it's a good partnership in terms of, they give us the tools in terms of routing everything there. So the driver walks in the morning and they have a tool that gives them their manifest and their routing so it's GPS where they go all day long. And then we manage that day. So if we are ahead or behind, we communicate to Amazon to take care of that. If we're ahead, we try to help others. If we're behind, we bring extra people in to get caught up. When it comes to staffing, Kieser says they are actually doing very well with having enough delivery drivers at this time of year and beyond. And while BMK Logistics is always looking to hire new drivers. He admits there are some who may be afraid of taking the chance, simply just needing to experience the daily tasks of being a delivery driver. You have to stay focused on it at all times in order to get the right people. Because you want people that are, one, very customer-driven, because obviously they're handling packages directly from Amazon. But we also want people to have a focus on safety, because living in the Buffalo market, you understand that there's snow, ice, weather, wind. So you want people that really drive the customer experience, but also are safe and take care of themselves and the other vehicles as well. More from Keezer on delivery drivers and how you can become one today is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. You know, that was a pretty cool tour yesterday of the Amazon facility that Brayton went on. Usually you don't get to uh, see the inside no. and uh, kind of to see how the magic's made and how all these packages just get shipped out so quickly, too. Right. I mean, you think about it, a lot of Now, I, some people might be listening to that and just so quickly, what are you talking about? I've been waiting on, you know, whatever for a couple of weeks. But, you know, for the most part, you're ordering something from, you know, who knows where, and it's to your door in like a week or less. Right. It's it's kind of incredible. It is amazing. Uh, and at a time when there's so much going on, so many packages to sort through, and those, geez, those uh, trucks jam-packed I know with uh, everything under the sun. So uh, they're keeping busy, that's for sure. Yeah. And in fact, um, I've been waiting since December 3rd for something. I just got a notification just in the past hour since we've been here that it was delivered and i feel like it might have been delivered overnight overnight uh, did you see that at your front door i wasn't looking you know delivered to someone in topeka i, I wait till i get home and find out it's <laughs> not delivered or I, something uh, else. that might be the case well holiday air travel hopes to be a lot smoother compared to last year Remember, we had that Southwest fiasco led to 17,000 canceled flights. Airlines say they are prepared for the holiday rush this year after that massive travel meltdown last year stranded thousands. Many hiring extra workers and upgrading equipment. Today is expected to be the busiest travel day of the year with TSA forecasting 2.5 million passengers at checkpoints nationwide. But Southern California is getting soaked in storms, which could lead to travel delays that could impact the rest of the country. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. All right. So today is the busiest travel day, they're saying, of this period. Well, if you drive a newer model Toyota or Lexus, listen up. There's a large-scale recall just announced. Over 1 million Toyota and Lexus vehicles are included in the recall. Owners will be notified in the coming months. It will involve 2020 to 2022 Avalons, Camrys, Highlanders, RAV4s, Siennas, Corollas, and Lexus ES250s and RX250s. 
Airbag sensors in the front passenger seats may have been manufactured improperly and airbags might not deploy in a crash. Toyota and Lexus dealers will inspect and replace the sensors if needed. Alex Stone, EBC News. It's a lot of cars uh, between Toyota and Lexus looking for some new airbags, potentially, or at least take your car in. Always important to look at those. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Expect temperatures in the low to mid-30s this morning with cloudy skies. Temperatures don't move all that much. We'll have partly sunny skies this afternoon with temperatures in the low 30s. Tonight, partly cloudy, chilly, lows in the mid-20s. We start with some sun and with clouds on Friday near 40. Low 40s on Saturday with some scattered rain and snow showers. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Araminkowski. Brian Hayden with the Buffalo History Museum is with us on the WBEN Trocare College Live Line talking about the blizzard anniversary, which is coming up here, an event that will forever be a part of Buffalo's history. Brian, your team at the History Museum is documenting this. How soon after the blizzard hit? Did you realize this would be something we'd have to do? Yeah, good morning, Susan and Brian. Uh, it was really just shortly thereafter the blizzard. I mean, once uh, the staff here, you know, dug out of their respective homes and and we were able to reconvene at the museum, you know, we, we met and we realized, you know, we had just experienced history in Buffalo, that that storm was truly historic and once in a generation, and it was our duty and responsibility as the History Museum uh, to document that. So, you know, we we had some preparation work to do, but within, you know, a month after the storm at like the end of January, uh, we launched the Blizzard of 2022 Collecting Initiative. So you launched this initiative. What did you get in return? Uh, How many people came forward with things that they thought like, hey, this really documented the moment? Yeah, so we're so grateful to the community for uh, really coming through and and donating, you know, to this collection. The vast majority of what we've received, you know, are are online submissions, uh, photos and videos and testimonials of Western New Yorkers just sharing their stories, their experiences, you know, of of where they were during the storm and and what they experienced. County Executive Mark Polenkar has also graciously donated the U.S. flag that was flying outside the Emergency Operations Center in Cheektowaga at the time of the blizzard. And we have a candle uh, that was uh, made by a candle maker that's like a commemorative candle uh, inspired by the blizzard, too. So just a couple of objects, but more than 100, you know, uh, pieces of media, photos, videos, and so this week, you know, we shared with the community that this online database is available where you can go online and see all these submissions as well as continue to donate, you know, if you're interested. So this is really a work in progress, right? This is you're showing what you have to this point, but you're certainly inviting more. Yeah, I mean, the the work of creating a historical record is never finished and the you know i think when people go to a history museum they expect to see artifacts and items you know from long ago but what we're doing is collecting and preserving today's history so that way generations from now you know the buffalonians of the future will be able to look back and see you know what the city experienced uh in december of 2022 and you know how our city responded and and rose to the occasion as well 
Yeah, uh, some of these uh, artifacts, a lot of pictures, which is always important. And I'd have to imagine that, you know, for whether it's the blizzard or anything that you're looking to document, that digital media is, uh, it's almost everything now. Is it harder to get, you know, physical things for the History Museum um, when you have so many people who want to offer up, okay, here's a video, here's a photo, something like that? I'd say that the, you know, advances in technology compared, say, to, you know, collecting from the blizzard of 1977, I mean, we have, I think, a couple dozen, you know, printed black and white photos in our collection from that storm. So, I mean, the, the, the fact that everyone now can be a storyteller, you know, by just um, sharing photos and, and testimonials to the cloud, you know, to in videos that they took on their phones, we really think, you know, it's something um, that's actually advantageous in collecting and, and, you know, creating a historical record. We have much more, I think, than we would otherwise uh, in terms of media. I mean, I think objects uh, related to the storm, that's a more challenging topic because the object itself, you know, has to have some significance. So, you know, if you shoveled your driveway out, you know, after the storm, your shovel might not necessarily you know, rise to that level. But if, you know, you use the tool to break into a car to save somebody's life, like that object takes on a whole new level of meaning. So we're sort of evaluating those on a case-by-case basis and expected that there'd be, you know, less objects than there would be photos and videos. And, and we're so grateful for all the donations. Sure. What's missing? What would you like to get that you don't have right now? That's a great question. I mean, I think, you know, like I mentioned about if there's an object with a really compelling story, um, there we'd like more examples of those. Um, it's, it's hard to say what exactly that is until we find it, uh, but that's definitely something we're looking for more of. But honestly, you know, every single submission enhances the historical record just a little bit more. And so, you know, uh, like I said, that work is really never complete. Uh, we continue to welcome more submissions, and we don't even know what we're missing until we find it in a way. So, you know, with each submission, it just creates a little bit more of a full picture of, of what Western New York lived through one year ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of it out there, and hopefully this is getting the word out and more people will come forward with their thing. I don't know if you're interested. I have a pair of snow pants that ripped. I had to jump the fence because I couldn't open it because of all the snow. And then I got tangled up and I was hanging upside down while my wife was inside. No one was there to help me. I ripped my snow pants getting off. It's probably not the story you're looking for, but they're there. You know, I still have them hanging in the basement if you want them. Well, I'll have to talk to the collections director about that, but uh, it, it might not quite rise to that level, uh, Brian, but, but we appreciate the thought, though. It's <laughs> worth there. Hey, hey. Do you find yourself, Brian, having blizzard flashbacks lately? Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, when you look back at these photos, I mean, right now it's it's a fine, you know, morning in our city, and, and it's been so easy sort of living here this week in the week leading up to Christmas uh, in 2023. And when you look back at this collection, you can't help but have flashbacks. I mean, I was with my fiance, you know, on Richmond Avenue for the duration of the blizzard, and um, it just, uh, looking back on these photos, it is absolutely surreal to see what we lived through, to see, you know, our, our neighbors standing on snowbanks as high as street signs or every building on a block, you know, blasted with snow because of that ferocious wind. Um, 
it truly is, uh, you know, creating, I think we're all sort of recalling now. And, and I think a collection like this will help, you know, those who come after us uh, better understand this too, where it's not just our personal recollections, but this record will, will sort of stand the test of time. Well, it's uh, very cool to hear that it's happening and look forward to seeing a lot of that in the future. Brian, thanks so much. Brian Hayden is Communications Director with the Buffalo History Museum, joining us on the Trocare College Live Line. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.